eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein. And the trade deadline has come and gone. Lots of action around the league. I think it was like the most active trade deadline ever. Um, just not at 1265 Lombardi Ave. So, Perry, we saw the NFC North making moves. We'll talk about those in just a second. But were you surprised? When the, when the deadline came and passed, or did it just kind of feel like something that we had maybe talked ourselves into, but the Packers were never going to be as aggressive as we thought? No, I'm surprised when the Packers make a move, not when yeah. they don't. Like, this was very on par with them. And it sounds like they made, like, a valiant effort. But we've said this before on the show. Like, it takes two to tango in a trade. So the Packers can offer up a second-round pick for Chase Claypool, but if the Steelers decide to send him to the Bears instead – there's really nothing that Brian Gutekinds can do. And quite frankly, I don't want him overpaying for anybody right now. Like a second round pick is pretty rich for Chase Claypool. That's a great offer. So I understand why people are upset because obviously this team has a lot of holes and I think it would have been nice to pick up a player, but I'm not like overly emotional that they didn't get anybody. Yeah. I thought Aaron Rodgers had some really, poignant comments kind of about that whole situation after the trade deadline had passed Wednesday at his locker. And he was just saying, and, you know, I think sometimes as fans, we kind of forget this, like this isn't the offense, the Packers offense that we were expecting to see to start the season. We thought David Bakhtiari would be back fully. We thought Elton Jenkins would be back fully. You know, we expected to have Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Christian Watson, 
Uh, Sammy Watkins has been dealing with injuries. So all of the receiving core, you know, you've got Tunyon coming back from an ACL. Like if you're talking about an offense that on paper was full strength, it looks a lot different than what the Packers have had to work with week in and week out. And, you know, Rogers has said like, there's a consistency thing there. It's really tough when you have a different offensive line every week, you know, to, to learn protections and you're expecting to have, you know, number nine available last week, Watson to, to run so many of their, their scheme. And then a lot of those plays they couldn't use because he got injured on the first series. So, you know, I don't think that the vibe in the locker room was that they really necessarily felt like they needed the talent. They just needed, their guys back to be healthy. And I know that is a caveat, right? Like you see teams, the Vikings lose Irv Smith and they go and get TJ Hawkinson, which is huge for them in an already really talented offense. But, you know, I think a lot of it was just the Packers felt very comfortable with the guys that they had. And unfortunately those guys just haven't been available yet this season. Yeah. Or haven't been playing up to expectations of where they thought they would be. I understand fans' sides of things, though. Like, I've seen a lot of fans who are upset saying, like, why kind of go all in, give Aaron Rodgers this huge contract, and then not surround him potentially with the pieces that are good enough to actually make a run and be in on this season. And I understand that perspective from, like, a hindsight. Like, hindsight, they drafted three wide receivers, right? Neither of them are were instant successes. They may be in the future. I think we've seen glimpses, especially of Romeo Dobbs, that he will be, but not this season. You have two of your tackles who are still battling injuries. You've had a couple of second, third year guys who aren't making jumps that you hope for. Like the Packers, I think, bet on development, which is what they always bet on. Um, but I can understand why fans are saying, like, you went in on 50 mil with Rodgers. You know, why not just keep going in if if you're going to be paying him and he has this cap hit and he's here, like just, just do the damn thing with him. Um, It's just not the Packers way. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think the Packers are an example that the media loves to use too, because the Packers historically are contenders and you see the rest of the contending teams kind of going all in and, you know, these aren't moves that most teams would make if they didn't have like the guy at quarterback. So you've got, you know, pundits and analysts talking about how the Packers need to be one of the teams to make a move, but they never are like, it's not their style. And we talked about it a little bit kind of on the bills recap show about expectations for the team. And, you know, maybe if draft and develop only works to a certain extent, at some point you have to kind of change your strategy. And it just never felt like this was a front office that is going to change their strategy. So I'm I'm really curious, I guess, to see if, you know, it sounds like the rumor mill churning that there may be in on OBJ that, again, is going to come down to him wanting to go wherever he wants to go. We saw last season that reportedly they were in on OBJ, and then he said, yeah, I'm going to go play in L.A. and not Green Bay, Wisconsin, where it's negative 20, and I have to scrape my car off. So, do, I mean, do you think this team is, like, the team? you think Goody's going to add anybody, like, street free agents? It's possible, but... No, I mean the trade deadlines pass. Like this is this is right. the team. Um, unless there's happens to be some difference maker that's still a free agent at the moment, which besides OBJ being hurt, there really isn't. I even looked and Anthony Harris got picked up on the Broncos practice squad. So if you're hoping to get some kind of safety help, <laughs> it's not there. It's not coming. No, this is this is this is what they're working with. Yeah, I know a lot of Packer fans got really excited thinking that the Texans were going to cut Brandon Cooks because he's disgruntled now. And 
Doesn't sound like that's going to happen, guys. So Not with you know, this, on <laughs> this team no. is the team. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, okay, so let's let's really quickly, because we do obviously have a Lions game to preview, let's talk about TJ Hawkinson because he was leading the Lions in receiving yards. He was second on the team in targets. He had three touchdowns for the Lions this season. And now all of a sudden he's gone now playing for the Vikings, who are sitting in first place in the division. So I was shocked personally when that happened, just because interdivision trades are wild. Yep. Yeah, interdivision trades make no sense to me. I mean, I understand what both sides get out of it, but I could not imagine from the Lions' perspective sending one of your best playmakers, I'd say probably top two, Amon Ra and TJ Hawkinson are the Lions' best playmakers. You send one of them to a team that is deficient in the tight end position. They're already first in your division. They are the team to beat right now in the NFC North and you decide to send them this player there, like that decision-making makes no sense to me. Obviously the Vikings pulled out a great trade. I think they overpaid a little bit, but at the same time, TJ Hawkinson is a young ascending player and he's going to fit really, really nicely into that Vikings offense. So as a Packers fan, I hate it because I think he's going to be utilized even more um, and just be, be better in the Vikings offense at the moment with um, O'Connell, but very strange trade. Very strange. Yeah. And I think one of the things that, you know, is confusing to me is we talk about this Lions team rebuilding and having, you know, certain mm-hmm. pieces that they can hang their hat on, on offense and defense. Like you've got, we thought TJ Hawkinson, Amon Ross St. Brown, DeAndre Swift, like they had a piece just at about every position. And if you're thinking about them potentially even garnering the first pick of the draft, they could have their pick at a young quarterback and then they've already got all these weapons established for him. So I thought from that perspective, it was kind of weird to say like, you know, I thought he was going to be like one of their staples on offense for mm-hmm. a quarterback to build around. So that yeah, felt build around guy. getting rid of him, but yeah. 2400 sports is an odyssey company. 